like I said, today is all about providential relationships and how it impacts your faith. And so before we get into today, here, I need your help with something really quick. I would like you to just take about 10 or 15 seconds, and I want you to turn to someone around you, and I want you to give them the name of someone that God has used in your life to help grow your faith, okay? And then there's a little caveat here. If you are not a Christian, you're not a follower of Jesus, I would like you to give the name of someone who has you interested in faith again or maybe interested in church again, okay? So 15 seconds with you and someone around you. Go ahead and share that information. Go ahead. Might be someone behind you, around you. Look around. It's kind of fun to recollect that, isn't it? To remind yourself of some people that God has placed in your life to help you grow. And I know that throughout my life, God has put people into my path on purpose to help shape my faith in Jesus, uh, to help me understand what it means to be a follower of his and how to live out my faith every day. Uh, those kinds of relationships have helped me grow in my faith and even to this day helped me stay rooted in my faith. Uh, because here's something interesting that I've never heard anybody say, right? And I've been doing this a little while, but I've never heard anybody say this. They say, you know what? In isolation, on my own, in private, completely alone, I have discovered God and all that he has for my life. I've never heard anybody say that. But I have heard this a lot. I was going along in life, and I met this girl or this guy that had faith. Or I had this teacher who was a follower of Jesus. Or I had this job, and my boss was a Christian. Or at school, I met this friend. And when I met whoever it is, they helped me grow in my faith. In fact, if we were to pass the microphone along, around this morning, I think a lot of us, that would be our story. That somebody interjected into our path at the right time and it helped our faith to grow in God. It's so important and it's your very first feeling that God uses human relationships to grow our faith foundation in him. This is so true. He uses human relationships to grow our faith foundation in him. Now here's why this is important. And maybe you've never considered this before. Is that we can actually leverage these kind of relationships in our lives to help us grow. We can actually be super intentional about it and this is what we're going to talk about today. You can leverage this because for maybe for some of you, you've been raised in church and church was about attendance on Sundays and reciting some verses and this and that. But maybe as a result, you've never asked this all-important question that every single one of us should ask. How can I leverage current relationships to grow my faith? Have you ever asked that question before? How can I leverage the relationships or friendships in my life to grow my faith? It's a great, great question. But here's part of the problem. And as soon as I say it, you're going to be up. Yep, it's true. And it's the next feeling. Part of the problem is that we grow up and the older we get, we tend to become more isolated and independent. Isn't that true? Right? When you were in your, you know, Teenage years and 20s, you were all about the life of the party where you're just like, hey. In fact, I saw a great meme the other day that said, you know, when I was a teenager, I couldn't wait to sneak out of the house to go to the party. And now that I've hit 40, I can't wait to sneak out of the party to get home, right? <laughs> That's kind of how it all turns. Isn't that true? Right? The older we get, 
We tend to become more isolated. We tend to become more independent. And when we do that, our faith foundation is actually at risk. And why is that? Why do we get more isolated? Why do we get more independent? Because as we get older, we don't like asking people for help, do we? We like to do it on our own. We think we figured out enough of life that maybe we should be able to do it on our own. But what we must realize, so important to our faith foundation is your next fill-in, that in order to keep growing spiritually, we need others to help us. We need others to help us. Can we all say that together? We need others to help us. It is so crucial that even as we get older in age, in order for us to keep growing spiritually, we need others around us. But there's a flip side to this too. Um, the people around you have a great ability to impact you as well. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Right? Relationships intersect with our faith, sometimes for good and sometimes for bad. Um, has there ever been a relationship in your past that undermined your relationship with God? Has there been any friendship that kind of took the legs out from underneath your faith or confidence in God and actually took you further away from God. Because isn't it true that some of our greatest regrets we can actually trace back to a friendship or a relationship of some point? Right? I remember when I was, when I was a teenager and I got invited to go egg a house, right? Egging a house wasn't on my radar. But we kind of had the group of friends had a mutual enemy and they were like, let's go egg his house. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that, right? And so I went along with it. Uh, when I was 11 years old, I tasted a cigarette for the first time because a friend found a pack, you know, with two cigarettes and said, hey, let's try this. One of the worst decisions of my life at 11 years old, let me tell you, coughing and gagging was not a pleasant experience at all, right? Hey, why do people make this look so cool on TV? I don't know, this is horrible, right? Um, I remember that the first bit of pornography that I ever looked at was because a friend found a magazine and brought it and said, hey, you need to see this. So friendships in our life oftentimes, right, can either impact us negatively or positively. It all depends. But the reality is this, your next feeling, that most people get in trouble or into bad habits because of other people. Isn't that true? I mean, if you could trace that back in your own life, wouldn't you say that there was other people involved in the trouble or bad habits that you got into? Maybe it was a phone call that you wish you hadn't returned or a text message you wish you hadn't responded to or a date you wish you wouldn't have gone on or a business deal you wish you wouldn't have made. Right? We've all been in those places before. And that's why this verse in Proverbs 13, 20 is so valuable. And I think sometimes when we see Proverbs like this, we just kind of skip over it. But this is so, so important. Look at this. It's Proverbs 13, 20. It says, walk with the wise and you will become, what's that word? wise. And to all of us, we go, duh, that makes sense. That doesn't take a scholar to figure that out. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. It suffers harm. And here's the truth of the matter, is that every single day, you are surrounded by people that couldn't care less about your faith whether it be at work or in maybe friendship groups or neighborhood or I don't know, whatever it might be, wider circles, people that maybe have the potential to undermine the foundation of your faith. 
And our culture, come on, you know this, our culture is such that it naturally causes us to drift away from faith in God if we're not careful. And it's the same thing within ourselves. I'm, here's what I know about you and I. We've never been tempted to do the right thing. Never once was I like, oh, I didn't want to be kind to that guy. And like in this moment of weakness, I was kind. I I just was nice to him, right? I mean, that's never happened to any of us. We're not tempted to do the right thing. But within ourselves, we know this. Within ourselves, your next villain. Within ourselves and our culture is a natural tendency to pull away from from securing our foundation in God. Right, if, if, if there's any pull away, it's the pull away from God, not towards. Right? We're not tempted to do right things. We're tempted to do wrong things. So within ourselves and our cultures, this natural tendency to pull away from securing our foundation in God. And that is why leveraging the relationships in your life that are going the same faith direction is so important to your faith foundation. So important. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Right? So no matter how hard you're trying, what this verse is telling us is you will become like the people you hang out with whether you like it or not. And it's true. And and in fact, it doesn't even take a bottle scholar. We all know that that's true because we've experienced it in our lives. We've hung out with the wrong people at the wrong time. And we know this is true, your next film, that human relationships can have a negative spiritual impact. Human relationships can have a negative spiritual impact. I mean, come on, it doesn't even take a Christian to know that's true. Right? The wrong influences create the wrong kinds of outcomes and behaviors in our life. There are people that will cause our faith foundation to crumble. Now, does that mean that we push out everybody that isn't a follower of Jesus? Absolutely not. We're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to be light to the world. I'm talking about the relationships that are closest to you that have the ability to impact your life in such a way that it could undermine your faith. So let me ask you this important question. Is there anybody in your life right now that is eroding your foundation of faith? Is there anybody who leaves you worse off after you've spent time with them? Whose negativity rubs off on you? Whose gossipy tongue pushes you to talk about people in a way that you wouldn't otherwise? Who gets you to do things that you know in your heart and in your gut you shouldn't be doing? Right? We've all experienced that. And your next fill in the wrong kinds of relationships have the potential to undermine your faith while the right kinds of relationships can help build your faith. It's like it's teeter-totter and it goes both ways. When you are at a crossroads, right? When you're at that place, a fork in the road, relationships can make all the difference in our life for good and for bad. So let's define, I mean, what's a good friend? Well, a good friend isn't just somebody that agrees with everything you say and do. That's not a good friend. Um, It's somebody who lovingly challenges you to be a better person. 
that you have the kind of relationship that you're able to speak into each other's life and when something's not right, you're able to like help one another. When someone's going through a hard time, that other person can help them and vice versa. Now here's the challenging thing about these kinds of relationships. If I were to say, how many of you want more relationships like this? Every one of us would raise our hands. The problem is we weren't handing out magic wands on the way in today for you to just say, make this friend appear, right? I mean, we can't magically create these kinds of relationships that are so important to our life. But here's the key. We can leverage the relationships we currently have to grow our faith in God. But for a lot of us, we're not even thinking of our friendships in that regard. We're not even looking through the lens of a spiritual growth thing when it comes to our friends, but we should because we should leverage those kinds of relationships. And if we don't have them yet, I want to talk about how we develop those. Because if this is truly part of a principle that God wants us to use to grow in him, then what is our responsibility? What's our role to play in all of this? Well, here's the first thing in your next film, that if relationships can be providential, then stop thinking some are accidents. Stop thinking that some are accidents. Maybe it's God putting them in your life to help you grow. And we just don't, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I just don't always tend to think of relationships in this nature. But what if God purposely put that person in your life, crossed your path with theirs to help you grow? And we just haven't leveraged it yet. Right? Maybe it's God putting them in our life. Because if we believe that we have a heavenly father who loves us and cares about us, don't you think that he can purposely put people in your life to help you grow? Right? Absolutely he can. Right? Scripture tells us that he knows how many hairs are on our head on a daily basis. I mean, imagine how stressful that would be to keep track of all that for all of humanity, right? I mean, some of you that are bald are making it easier on him, so he appreciates that. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, if he can keep track of that kind of finite detail, don't you think that he has the ability to put the right relationships in our life at the right time? If we'd open our eyes to pay attention to that, of course he can. But then we have a role to play in that yet. And here it is, your next fill-in. Be intentional to put yourself in the right environment where God may start one of these providential relationships. Be intentional to put yourself in the right environment. What does the word intentional mean? It means to do something on purpose, right? So in a real purposeful way, we have to put ourselves in the right environments where we can meet the right friends and leverage them to help us grow in our faith. And some of you lately, I mean, even this fall, it's been so cool to see how many of you have been intentionally joining a serving team around here, right? You're getting up here early to you know, help us set up or tear down and you're working in kids or team yummy or ushering or greeting, whatever it might be. You've intentionally joined a team. You've put yourself in an environment and as a result, you've met some new friends, and if you leverage those friendships, they can help you grow in God. Some of you have been intentional to jump into a small group. And I know sometimes that's intimidating at first because you're like, well, I, I'm going to show up to a group and I don't know very many people and what if I don't know anybody and, and then I'm going to somebody's house and what if they kidnap me? I mean, I, there's just a lot that could happen, you know, a lot of unknowns and you've watched too many crime dramas and all of that, right? Um, but you've done it anyway. You've stepped out and said, I'm going to put myself in the right environment 
to grow in relationships with other people. That's why we're so crazy about small groups around here. And it's one of three things that we do because we know that relationship is the thing that helps us grow the most. We go further and faster spiritually when we're going with people who are going the same direction. And it's why we say that circles are better than rows, right? Sunday mornings, you're sitting in rows, right? This is our worship and learning environment. This is not where we're gonna make our closest relationships, but in small groups, when we get around a coffee table at Caribou, when we get in someone's living room and we're sitting in circles and you begin to open up your life, you have the opportunity to make the kind of friendships that God is inviting us into that will help us grow our faith foundation. It's so, so very important. And so, a month from now, our small group book for the spring comes out. And I want to encourage you to get into a small group, get into a weekly group. They only last 10 weeks, right? You can do anything for 10 weeks. You get in and I promise you, that God will begin to use relationships in your life to grow your faith further and faster than before. And when you get done at the end of the semester, you're gonna go, wow, look at how much further I've come along in my faith because of it. Please don't just come here every week and just sit and listen to someone talk, right? Be intentional, do something on purpose. Get to Riverway 101. If you're newer to Riverway, that's how you start here. It's the first Sunday of every month during the second service. We hear all about our heart for how this thing got started, our vision for the community, all of that. Right? Get into a small group. Join a serving team. Join us for fifth Sundays. If you're new around Riverway, anytime there's a fifth Sunday in a calendar month, we cancel our services and we do an all-church community service project. Right? A stake that we put in the ground more than nine years ago to say we will never get away from this truth that we are here for others. We are here for others. And so the next one's coming up at the end of March. Right? Instead of skipping that day and sleeping in, come on, and I'll tell you what will happen. Right? When you're cleaning lockers next to someone you don't know, you begin talking and you begin to build relationships. When you're making sandwiches or filling Easter eggs, whatever it is, suddenly you're talking to people and you're getting to know people that you wouldn't otherwise know and then you can begin to leverage those relationships to help you grow in your faith. It's why your kids need to be here every Sunday in classes meeting friends that are going the same faith direction. It's why they need another caring adult to speak into their life And here's my challenge, that if you're not intentional about putting your kids in these kinds of environments, I promise you there will come a day that you wish you had. You will wish you had put them in those environments to grow in their faith because oftentimes for parents, when they realize that they should have, it's oftentimes too late. So important. Your kids need friends going in the same faith direction the same way you do. Right? How do you leverage those things? Uh, my boys uh, go to Jackson Middle School, across the street, two boys, and they're in sixth and seventh grade, and every Wednesday morning they have a Bible study, and it's called FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and you don't have to be an athlete to attend, and they have them here at the high school, I'm not sure what day, it might be the same day, and it's a half hour before school starts, and so we just made a commitment, boys, we're getting up, we're going, right? We're going to get early. I'll bring you there before I go to work. And, you know, sometimes on Tuesday nights, they're like, Dad, just let us sleep in. Dad, please. Or when I get them up, you know, on, on Wednesday morning, I say, good morning. Today is going to be a great day. Rise and shine. Give God the glory, glory, right? I, I am great to wake people up. I'll tell you what. They love it, actually. When I, I, they absolutely love when I do that every morning to them. 
And so sometimes when I wake them up, they'll be like, Dad, oh, I just could use a little extra sleep. Nope, we're going, we're going. Come on, get up out of bed. We're doing this thing, right? If I got to bribe them with donuts or whatever I got to bribe them with, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Why? Because I want to continually, as a parent, put them in the right environment so that their faith foundation can grow. And I want them to sit in that room and I want them to look around the room and say, here's other Christians in my school. Here's other students that are going the same faith direction that I am. Together, we can lean in and be friends with one another. I forgot that Cooper was sitting down here. Isn't that true, Cooper? You love it when I wake you up like that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just caught that. He's going to be like, Dad, don't talk about us. All right, be intentional to put ourselves in the right environments. So, so important. And if you're a teenager here, I'm telling you what, you got to go to Rooted on Wednesday nights. you got to go to youth group. Meets at CBPA right across the street, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. You gotta be there to grow in your faith. Gotta do it. Because it's true for all of us, whether we're a teenager or whether we're senior citizens, it doesn't matter. Every single one of us are in the same place that over time, God will use those kinds of relationships providentially to be a game changer in our faith. It's not about just a Bible lesson or learning some knowledge. It's about connecting in relationships that will grow our faith foundation. Proverbs 27, 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. But here's the thing. If you don't show up with iron to sharpen, there's no sharpening happening, right? That is our role and our responsibility. It takes us being intentional, doing this on purpose, looking at friendships as a way to get rooted deeper in your faith. And this might be the only time I'd say this. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but use your friendships for selfish gain, right? Spiritually, use them for selfish gain. How can I grow in my faith by being connected well with others? Now, here's the flip side of all of this that maybe you've never considered because maybe you're here and you'd say, Ryan, I've actually got some wonderful friendships that have kept me rooted in faith. People that I can go to when life is hard, when I have doubts and challenges in my faith or life is hard, whatever it might be, I have those kind of people. And so here's the flip side, and it's your next fill-in, that maybe God wants to use you as that providential relationship for someone else. Maybe God wants to use your life and my life to intentionally step into someone else's world and make a difference. I mean, maybe right now even you can think of someone in a situation that's hard. Maybe it's at work or in your neighborhood. I don't know what it is, but maybe you can think of someone and like your heart hurts for them because you know they're going through some difficult things, right? Or maybe when you hear about people talking about their family or their marriage, it just makes you sad and you wish there was something you could do or you've seen their struggle and even you've prayed for them, but you've never intentionally crashed into their life. Maybe God would want you to. Why do we hesitate? Like when we see someone that's hurting or someone going through a tough time, why do we hesitate to step in? It's the same for all of us. We think to ourselves, well, it's none of my business. Well, it's none of my business. I couldn't step into their life or into the world. The truth is, is that there's a lot of providential relationships that start out really awkward. There just are. People that you go, wow, how weird that we met. Right, or how weird that you stepped in my life. And maybe it's just you saying, listen, I know it's none of my business. 
or I know I don't have all the answers. I know we don't even know each other that well because our cubicles are just next to each other. But I just want to let you know that I'm available and I'm here. If you need someone to talk to, I'm listening. If you need some encouragement, I'd love to be your friend. See, it's you risking the little relationship you have now to put yourself out there to help someone in their struggle. And it might be the biggest payoff that they have been waiting for, for someone to be a friend to them. And so here's a great question to ask as we get kind of ready to wrap this up. Here's a great question to ask. Will I make my life and relationship available to be used by God for the sake of others? Will I make my life and friendship available to be used by God for the sake of others? I'm telling you, the payoff could be huge. And maybe one day they would say, I'm so glad they didn't give up on me. I'm so glad they leaned in when it was none of their business. I'm so glad they kept calling. I'm so glad they cared for me. I'm so glad they took the time for me. I'm so glad they made the effort. I'm sure glad that they kept on keeping on because when they got in my life, I started to grow in the right direction. You never know the difference that your life could make in someone else. So maybe it's being purposeful and intentional to get an environment to leverage those relationships or maybe it's being purposeful to be available to be a friend to someone around you. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We know how important relationships are. And today is a reminder of all of that. And if I could boil it down to just one point, it'd be your last fill-in right here, that my friends determine the direction and quality of my life. My friends determine the quality and direction of my life. They have an incredible impact on your faith in God. And one of those friends for me has been Jeremiah Curran. Uh, Some of you know Jeremiah. He's been to our church to speak a handful of times. But what Jeremiah and I didn't know is that we'd meet each other in college more than 20 years ago. And we'd hang out quite a bit. We lived on the same floor. And we just hung out and did all kinds of fun stuff and just built this friendship. And little did we know that it would span more than two decades. I mean, when we were just like in the early stages of our friendship, neither one of us would know that years later we would plant churches within 30 minutes of each other. And he has a church out in Albertville. You know, we never knew that we'd join the same network and there's eight of us pastors that get together once a year, once a year and we learn from each other and we encourage each other. And this group of guys even gets together to talk quite a bit. Never did I realize the deep friendship that we would make and for the last several years, once a month, him and I get together for coffee to encourage each other. And over time, that relationship has helped keep me rooted. When I felt like I wanted to quit, he's helped encourage me to continue on. Right When life's been hard, he's been there for me and vice versa. When life's been hard for them, I've been an encouragement to him. And God has used his relationship 
in my life as a providential one, one that would make a difference all these years. So let me ask you, what friendships do you need to lean into? Like, are there any friendships around right now that maybe there are people you know that are already going the same faith direction and you just need to say, hey, could we start getting together and talking, right? Go out for coffee. Or, and if you don't see those, what kind of environments do you need to put yourself in to make the new friendships with others who are following Jesus? And then the question is, will you be, help, will you be the one to help someone else grow? Will you be a friend to someone else who needs that friendship? So if I were to ask you, who in your life right now needs a friend? There's probably someone that comes to mind. And I don't even think we need like this huge voice from heaven to say, go be a friend to them. I just think it's recognizing it and saying, God, I'm available. And I'm going to try to step into their life. And if they'll have me, God, I want to be an encouragement to them. And I know over time that they will be an encouragement back to me. So would you do me a favor? Can we just close our eyes all over this room? Not that there's anything spiritual about closing our eyes. It just helps us focus right here in the moment. And maybe you just make this commitment before God, whether you need to lean in and get in the right environments to create some new friendships. Or maybe to say, God, I'm available to be a friend to someone who needs it. Show me who that is. And so just right now, between you and God, Let's bring this issue of relationships up and make a movement to grow deeper in our faith. So, Heavenly Father, thank you that you're inviting us into this place and revealing to our hearts just how important relationships can be when it comes to our faith in you. So for every person in here that just made a commitment to get in the right environments, to make some new friendships, whether it's serving or a small group, whatever it might be, God, I just pray that you give them the courage to step out and do that, the courage to get to know some people and lean in, even when, God, inside of us, there's this fight for independence and going alone. Help us push against that or to recognize some friendships in our life that we can even lean on right now. Maybe we've just never asked. And God, for others of us that might have a great friendship circle or a friend or two that have really been providential, I pray that for us in this moment that you would challenge us to be that kind of friend for someone who doesn't have it. That we could speak words of life and encouragement we could be a listening ear. God, that we would represent you to someone who needs it. So today we want to make these kind of commitments that if you'd use us, God, we want to make our lives available. We just thank you for the way that you will use this in our life. And as we leverage these things today, may we look back one day recognize how those relationships have impacted us so greatly. And if there's relationships where we need to limit our time because we realize it's having a negative impact on us, would you give us the courage to do that as well? 
thank you that you love us, that you're for us, and help us to grow in these relationships so that we might grow in our faith foundation in you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.